Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. It's time to explore our own backyard in this special travel episode to Halls Gap in the Grampians, Victoria. The Grampians National Park is a three-hour drive northwest of Melbourne. It is home to an incredible mountain landscape dotted with small towns such as Dunkeld, Stall, Wartook Valley and Beaufort. Be it outdoor adventure, indulgent food and wine, cultural experience or simply fun family times, a Grampians road trip will deliver lasting memories. And with so much to do, it's little wonder you can come back time and again and still experience a new adventure. We've put together a complete guide to everything you need to know about Halls Gap thanks to Justine Neofitau, who lives in Halls Gap with her young family and owns several businesses including Grampians Helicopters and Grampians Wine Tours. Justine shares with us her journey from ballet to cruise ships to business ownership, her big pivot during COVID, what it's like to work with your partner 24-7 and everything you need to know about the Grampians. Meet my friend, Justine. Hello, Justine, and welcome to our special tourism episode. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm very excited. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for working between Christmas and New Year's. (laughs) It's a little busy at the moment, but you know, uh, you want something done, ask a busy person. That's how it rolls, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, it's one of those periods where we don't even know what day it is, but I know that you are extremely busy because we are in peak tourism season. We've just come off the back of a pretty hectic year in uh, Victoria. And I don't know about your view, but today outside, clear skies, no wind, just stunning weather. And I'm assuming that would be perfect for your business. Absolutely. It is glorious here today. It is going to warm up a little bit um, and for the next few days, but uh, it is perfect for our businesses um, for whether you're hitting the sky or traveling around uh, in the the region, visiting the beautiful locations we have here. Mm. Now you've sent through just a little bit of background info on yourself and I was just floored. I'm like, oh my gosh, even if we weren't doing a special tourism episode, I would have you on the podcast like any day of the week. Um, And I I just want to pick apart some of it before we actually get into um, exploring your beautiful part of Victoria. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a little bit of background on yourself. Um, Like I've read that you left school really early and perhaps there are some early school leavers um, listening or even parents that are worried about, you know, their kids sort of leaving, you know, in a particular year and not finishing off BCE. Can you just take me through your experience? Yeah, sure. So I did leave school at 14 and I think it was nine months was the legal age at the time in New South Wales. And school wasn't for me. I had tried several high schools by then. And I ended up doing uh, classical ballet full time. So I went off and studied um, 
ballet dancing up until I was 18 and at the same time did do correspondence. So I finished my school, but it was by snail mail. We had no internet back then. Now I feel really old. And uh, you had to post your work off every week and then the Sydney school would then return it and so forth. But by the time I got to 18, I realized I wasn't going to quite cut it as a ballerina, even though a lot of my friends were going off to Moulin Rouge and the Australian Ballet Company and all these sorts of amazing places. I just didn't necessarily cut it. So because I didn't know what I wanted to do, I uh, just went back to schooling so I could uh, sort of figure it out. And um, I went and did um, some advertising and marketing uh, diplomas. And from that, I started working in the workforce and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I wanted to uh, explore the world and I wanted, uh, I had a bit of a travel bug. And unfortunately, though, I didn't really have deep pockets to to fulfill those uh, traveling dreams. So I thought, well, I'll just have to work in the industry so I can get around. And I started off in Club Med Lindemann Island. And then from there, I um, ended up on cruise ships and I ended up being traveling around the world on cruise ships for the next seven years or so. And uh, actually, the person who took me on ships, he he gave me valuable uh, information that I, I still keep today with me. And he said, look, if uh, you're not happy, then change something. You you just keep going until, you know, something's not right or if things aren't what you want them to be, then you change it. You are the one that has to change it. You have the power over yourself. So I thought, yeah, that's great advice. So I thought I'll stay on cruise ships until I'm not happy anymore. And it took seven years <laughs> before I realized I was either going to turn into an alcoholic or a sea witch. So I thought I better um, get back to land. And perfect timing, I got offered a job as a Kentucky tour guide back in Australia. So I thought, awesome, I'll get back to Australia. So I come back here and I found that traveling around as a Kentucky tour guide was pretty much like being on cruise ships, but in Australia. (laughs) But I still loved it. Um, But during the course of that period of traveling through New South Wales and Queensland and Central Australia, Top End and the Kimberley, I did meet my now current partner. And uh, he was flying helicopters at a camel station and uh, we got together and then moved to Darwin and we, I continued on still traveling uh, for uh, another uh, division of Kentiki for the, uh, we call them Antiques, sorry, the older <laughs> clientele, <laughs> doing amazing journeys across the Kimberley whilst my partner was doing heli fishing up in Darwin. And then we fell pregnant. So we're like, well, let's move closer to where some family is, which is my partner's Justin, his family's in Victoria. And I thought, well, I've never been to that actual state. So let's move there and uh, moved here. And we went to Melbourne and I really didn't like it. Sorry, city folk, but it wasn't for me. Once you've had a lot of space around you, I just, I didn't like the fact that I could hear my neighbours talking. So after a very short stint in Melbourne, we ended out in the Wimmera and, um, with a small toddler, what else do you do but explore national parks and go to wineries? I mean, that's that's what everyone does with a toddler, right? Great combination. <laughs> exactly. It's just I think it's how you cope with a toddler, isn't it? That, that's right, exactly, especially one that doesn't sleep. So we, um, we're we exploring the national park and Justin being a, a chopper pilot, we're like, why isn't anyone flying over this? This is pretty amazing. But we didn't know exactly what it looked like from above. So we got a friend who had a small Cessna and we took it for a spin over the Grampians and we're like, yep, 
this is good. This is really good from up here. And that's sort of how Grampians Helicopters was born. And then uh, after a year of doing scenic flights and, and landing at all these beautiful wineries, we're like, hang on, there's a, a whole different side of the market of people who would love to go to these vineyards, but you can't drink and drive. So we started Grampians Wine Tours and and that's been going on now. We're in our sixth year and just recently, born from COVID, uh, a friend of mine were, were walking around Halls Gap as you do when you're in lockdown and um, and uh, every time we were walking past somewhere I kept interrupting her to say something about the historical feature of that area and she's like oh my god Justine you should just do history walking tours and I'm like well you're right because we need to be outdoors more now and people do love our commentary so we've started the Halls Gap history walking tours as well just to add that extra element and experience when you come to the town. Oh my god, I love it. I love all of it. I just um so many people think outside the box. You've literally gone above the box and looked down on everything and gone, "Yep, there's a business right there." It's just phenomenal. Tell me though, I suppose with COVID, what sort of impact then has that had on your business? Yeah, we have been shut down on and off over the last two years, uh, similar to the Melbourne uh, timeframes. So even when regional Victoria has been allowed to open, say accommodation could accept bookings and so forth and hospitality could do takeaway, um, tourism hasn't always necessarily been allowed to operate. Sometimes we have been and sometimes we haven't. It's depended each time, um, mostly because we are classified as an enclosed space whether you look at the helicopter or the wine buses um, and that has mean that we have been shut down a lot longer than most of other regional Victorian businesses and we just accepted it we just utilized the time to spend with our son homeschooling obviously took up a lot of that time anyway um, I got stuck into the garden and and you know had a really great time creating an amazing garden and my husband tried to rebuild a 1972 old school bus into a camper which you know he got half of it done um and yeah we just we just took it for what it was like there was no point in fighting the situation or being angry about it or challenging it we just we just went with the flow that's the only thing you kind of can do and be smart and um stay positive and I, I did tell um, actually a friend who was stressing out a little bit and I said look you got to remember your children are around you so you have to lead by example and show that you know we're brave and that we can just go with the flow and 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 don't let them see the ups and downs and and just remain strong um, especially in front of them and um, and that's kind of what we did we just went with the flow and uh, when we could operate we did and and when we couldn't we didn't <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Halls Gap's quite just a small, quaint little town. Um, was it really odd not having visitors there? It was. The animals came back and invaded. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, it was really quite a sight to see because only really locals could walk around and um, you, you had so many wildlife from emus and kangaroos to deers to everything just coming down into the main street just walking across the road and um it, it was eerie and it was a little bit special in a way because nature was really right back in there in your face 
but it was also eerie because we know the vibrancy and the the joy and and just the atmosphere that Halls Gap has when it's buzzing with people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I somehow lucked it in between lockdowns and uh, we brought the family over for a couple of days. Um, it was one of the school holidays. Uh, so I think it was the last school holidays and stayed at Halls Gap Lakeside uh, Tourist Park out there with uh, Josephine. And yep. it was just stunning. Admittedly, I think um, it, it was still a bit quiet. So it was nice. Like it wasn't crowded yes. or anything yes. like that. But um Oh my god, it was just amazing. I it's still touch wood. I don't know how we we lucked it to be honest. Oh, that's um, great. It's it's you you got the perfect experience then when there's people around but not too busy and you stayed in a great location. Yeah. And then just did everything, you know, all the walks, all the tours, breathed in a lot of natural fresh air and um I suppose there's no one that would know the Grampians. And I suppose this is what we should say. The Grampians are actually huge. Um, so for yourself, do you just focus on Halls Gap or uh, are there other areas that, you know, that you look at or tour to? Yeah. So as far as the helicopter goes, we do fly over the entire national park. We do do shorter flights and, and full flights that take in the whole park, but we also do fly around the out the outer region. So it's not just the the national park, but, you know, around the countryside and farmland in and around it and up to the silos as well. And with the wine tours, we do venture into the park sometimes, but we're often on just the outskirts of all the um, great locations just outside of the park. So it's a bit of everything that we do. And because it, it is so diverse and so large, you really do need quite a few days here just to sample a bit of everything and then come back and do more that you found out about and that you couldn't do the first time around. Absolutely. It's not a one trip in, you can tick all the boxes, I think, which makes the Grampian such a great family holiday or something that you do return to annually and it becomes that tradition. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Did you want to give me a quick history of the Grampians? Obviously, you are just a walking encyclopedia of knowledge of the area. Uh, Yeah, so could you give us like a quick sort of summary? Yeah, sure. So really quickly, if you if you like to start at the beginning, you got to think back 430 million years ago. This was the eastern shoreline of Australia. So if you're in Paul's Gap, you'd be underwater. If you climb up to the top of the pinnacle, you'd be on the edge of Australia. So over millions of years, obviously, uh, Australia has evolved and the continent itself has shifted and drifted downwards into its current day position. And we've had a lot of fabulous events of, um, you know, ice ages, dinosaurs, sea changes up and down, levels of sand being layered upon layer upon layer upon layer. And then down south, a little bit of volcanic movement has then pushed up our terrain even further. It's tilted to the west and then it's cracked into uh, very distinct ranges. So when you fly above, you can really see um, that formation that has now occurred. So when you're walking through the park and all your paths are just beautiful golden sand, they didn't bring that sand in just to make the paths nice. Uh, that sand is the edge of what was a beach line and the evolution of our our, um, whole terrain here. And, of course, if we just look back, though, very importantly, at approximately 
25,000 years ago, Indigenous people were living here and they were doing that before the last ice age around the same time as the megafauna. And they thrived here for the same reason that 50,000 kangaroos do today. Um, There's food, shelter and water. And they know this from the tools they've found and the Indigenous rock art sites. Did you know that there are five Aboriginal rock art sites open to the public, but there are actually lots more that are hidden and kept secret to protect their cultural significance? But 80 to 90% of all of Victoria's known Aboriginal rock art sites are actually here in the Grampians region. So it's really special and significant for more than just the amazing mountains and the endemic species that you can find here. And um, it's just, it's got so many stories to tell on different levels. And that's a little snippet for you. Oh my gosh. I just feel like I've had the best history lesson. History is not, (laughs) um, and geography are not my forte. And I really think it's the way we teach it sometimes. But that for me is so interesting. Um, I can't actually wait to go and tell the kids now. I've got all these little facts and (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) It is absolutely amazing. Uh, And again, this just, it just reinforces just that point, Justine, that, you know, I have been there a couple of times with my family, but now to come back again and just have just that tiny little bit of knowledge that you've shared just makes that experience even more special when we're taking a walk um, or going up to one of the lookouts or something like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's um, And that's what we've, we've always done. When we started up the helicopters and then the wine tours, we thought, well, look, Anyone can jump in a chopper, anyone can jump in a bus, but what's going to make our experience more special and different with people and make them want to come back? And so that's when Justin and I just started reading and reading and then speaking to locals and researching. And we're like, we need to deliver awesome commentary, sometimes in a very short time frame, to get their interest so they ask more questions or they, they just come back. And that was always an intentional point of difference that we developed. And it just sort of carried on from there. And then, of course, I got more and more interested in it. We, I think we've tried to collect every old and new book you can find in and around the area. And, and we speak to so many locals. I hang out at the Historical Society a lot, <laughs> and um, which is a great place to visit, by the way. I ran by volunteers six days a week, pop in there and, and check out some of the old amazing photographs. But um, it, it has, I think, really, well, put it this way, when you learn something about and something or when you, when you taught something or you gain knowledge on something, it makes you more inquisitive and eager to learn more. And that was what we've done with our tourism businesses, which is really easy to do in Horse Gap because it holds so much history and interesting facts alone as well. I love it. Um, you seem to be the right person to ask then. If I was going to spend 48 hours in the Grampians, um, what am I? What do I need to put on that, that itinerary, those must-visit places? Sure. So there's different oh, – look, it's really hard because it depends if you're coming with a family or if you're on your own or, you know, you want food and wine. But I can, I can give you a summary on a couple of highlights. Um, one of the main things that people really want to do when they get here is tick the main boxes on a few of the 
the location. So if you're driving up the the main uh, Mount Victory Road, you head straight out to Mackenzie Falls. And if you're game, you can walk down and back up. It's 576 days. And then on the way back, you can stop out at Reed's Lookout and then do the Balconies Walk, which is nice and easy. And then on the way back down that same road, you can drop off to Baruka Lookout and have a look at the valley floor which of Halls Gat, which is really, the, it's the most popular lookout. It's just got to be done. And then you can um, get back down into town, of course, grab an ice cream, very important when you're in Halls oh, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and we went in winter and it even snowed like the next day after. And, and you'll still, still get an ice cream. cream. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep, that's just how we roll here in the Gap. And um, and then, of course, you've got to check out Venus Bars, which uh, especially if you're here in winter because it will be flowing a lot. And then if you've still got a little bit more time on that day, I'd venture up and have a look out at um, Belfield. And if you've got then the next day maybe to explore and you've, uh, you know, exhausted your muscles a little bit, um, but you still want to tick the box, you can go do the, the pinnacle walk. Uh, my suggestion is to do it from the Sundial car park or the Wonderland car park. Don't do it from the bottom of Halls Gap. That's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's too much effort. <laughs> Honestly, um, do it from up the top. And then, of course, exploring the outer region of the area. There is so much fun and adventure that you can do. You can go play adventure golf, which is just absolutely hilariously good fun. With And they've got a cafe and an art gallery out there. Um, you can visit the wineries, whether you jump on with us or you you take a bit of a trip out yourself. There's berry farms, olive farms, there's glass blowing. Um, you can, there's other art galleries around. There is um, the zoo, of course, the, the largest regional zoo with over 160 species. It's even got a white rhino. Not many zoos have a white rhino. Um um, again, yeah. that was on our list. We that's yes. the first time uh, this year that we've seen that zoo. Um, yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's a great, uh, you know, half a day out walking around. And if you do have children, a really good, fun location to go with them because you can take them for a walk and they're just looking at trees. They're not that excited. But if you take them out to Heatherly Quarry, which is only a 20-minute drive from Hallsgar, and it's an easy walk out to the site where they used to mine the sandstone. So in 1888, there were 10,000 people living on this site and they were literally blowing up the side of the mountain and the chunks of sandstone all ended up down in Melbourne, which built Melbourne's Town Hall, State Library, Parliament House and quite a few other buildings. And the cool thing about that site is when they finished, and this went on until the Great Depression on and off, they left everything there. So they did remove the school because there was a school out there for the kiddies, but um, most of the old mining equipment's still out there. So it's something tangible for them to see all the old rusty equipment and there's great signage out there to tell you what you're looking at and the history of the area. And during Easter, they even do Shakespeare performances out there because the site has just got this theatrical eerie side to it so that's a really cool one to check out with kids with it and there's a picnic table you take your lunch and and they love it oh my gosh um I was just thinking Mackenzie Falls I mean that's you do have to do these things it's it's a as you said a very long walk um I yep. think it's harder up it's easy down and then you're yes, like correct. oh my god I've got to get back up again yeah <laughs> um but I what I absolutely loved about Halls Gap in particular was just all the paths as well you know so the kids I've got four kids by the way um you know we could still bring their scooters uh the husband loves to run um 
so yeah, that just made it easy to get around. Like I mean, you're, you're right. Exactly. Lakeside was just outside of of town per se, just a little bit. But again, there was this beautiful footpath, shared footpath, all the way in. Um, yeah, and it goes all the way to the other side of town, um, conveniently where the pub is. Um, but yes. it, <laughs> So it it is exactly that, you know, for whether it's walking, riding, your scooter, you know, it's um, my son put his hoverboard on there the other day. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. And um, it's it's just a great shared space. Of course, you can do your electric e-bikes along there as well. And um, it gets you from A to B. You really can explore by foot or by bike. Um, in the great open air and visit different locations all along the way, like like the Adventure Golf or Brambuck Cultural Centre or um, even just stopping and staring out into some open fields where there will guarantee be 50 kangaroos laying around. Um, and this time of year there's echidnas and, of course, the emus with their baby chicks and um, just exploring, oh staying in the town is is just as fun and it's exciting without even venturing into the mountain too. I know, it's crazy. And even just seeing deer, like a lot of kids have never seen that. Um, That's true. So close up as yes. well and in the wild. It's, yes, yes. It is amazing. Um, yes. What I love about holidays is generally you feel a little bit more refreshed and energetic. So I think it's really good that, you know, you go on these holidays and you can be active. Um, and because your kids, you've dragged them everywhere all day, they sleep so well. <laughs> so <Yeah>. It is, <laughs> I don't know, Absolutely. it's a win-win situation. It's yeah. fantastic. That mm. is so true. And the good fresh outdoors, it is just perfect for them. I mean, even as simple as going down into the main town into Stony Creek and just playing down, it's sort of depending on the height of the creek, of course, but uh, playing down on the edge of the creek, I mean, did you know, actually, all the school kids, when school's on, every Friday, go down for Ice Cream Friday, and the whole school meets up, and the parents, and sometimes even the teachers, and this tradition has been going on for years, and the kids just all run around the creek edge while everyone eats ice cream and catches up for the hour after school every Friday, and wow. the, it's, it's a beautiful community buzz and feel. But even when tourists or visitors are coming, you know, that same buzz and that same atmosphere is always down around that creek area as well. And you don't have to go far. It's right in the centre of town. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned at the top, um, you know, those words of advice that someone had given you on a cruise ship, uh, you know, keep doing something until, you know, you're not happy anymore. How do you feel at the moment? Are you still happy and do you have sight of how long that happiness would last? It's a really good question. I, we are, I am still happy. Um, we, we still love what we do and we're still excited about uh, future projects and ways to evolve uh, these businesses. Um, foresight on what's going to happen in the future? No idea. I really have just, I mean, if anything from COVID, you've just learnt to roll with the punches and take as a, take it as it comes. And um, it's great to have goals and to set your sights on something, but to also not be totally devastated if they don't work out. So, we, you know, we've got in the back of our mind what we want to achieve and where we'd like to go, but we're also very open to just being realistic and flexible because 
anything can happen and um, that's the beauty of life really if we knew what was going to happen it might be a bit boring absolutely so is it just yourself and Justin then running all of this or you know do you have a team yeah, so Justin pretty much he does all the flying, obviously, because, you know, <laughs> sort of a required skill. And then I sort of run the background side of things on that. So marketing or um, admin a little bit, uh, more mostly, yeah, mostly admin, um, social media, website. I manage all my own websites. I do all the updates. Um, the only external uh, help on that side of the business is an accountant, of course, because leave it to the experts. And then with the wine tours, it is mostly just myself because this business has taken a few years to build up. And I I was actually, until it was busy enough, I worked at one of the local wineries as well, which was great because I got lots of more knowledge on wine. But um, now it's at the point where it sustains me full time and I can generally operate a wine tour um it's seasonal so anywhere from seven days a week to when it's quiet just two or three days a week but overall all year round it's sufficient but we do have um two vehicles two wine buses that well they're called Shiraz cabs get it um (laughs) the (laughs) Shiraz cab one and Shiraz cab two and we do have a few casual staff like for busy periods like now that we call on and they've got amazing knowledge and super fun bubbly personalities and um they they also help out by running additional tours because like yesterday we had two tours running today we've got two tomorrow we've got three you know yeah so you and Justin are working together living together raising a small human together do you talk about work all the time or do you ever get sick of each other Oh, yeah, it is a hard one. Look, when we get home, we debrief on everything and like blah, 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 um, to, to swap information, catch up because we're generally quite busy through the day and we don't get to talk much unless it's essential, you know, conversations. Um, and then after that, we, we've, we make sort of a thing where we stop answering the phone uh, generally after 6pm and we try and switch off after 6pm. So unless it's, you know, I mean, obviously when you're living together and you're working together at eight o'clock, I could think about something that has to be done tomorrow and I'll tell him, but, um, we do try and switch off and we, we stop answering the phone and, um, we do try and take little breaks here and there when it's quieter, when we know that, you know, there is a, a quieter time frame in the visiting area, we take a block of three or four days off. That's about the most I think we've ever done in, in the last six years, but, well, we've had COVID, so we've had a break, but um, it is hard. Yeah, it's definitely hard. But I mean, if we've survived this, um, I think we're good yeah, <laughs> so <absolutely>. far. Absolutely. <laughs> and to be able to look at, I think, um, you know, the bright side of it all as well. Uh, there are definitely, you know, positives coming through COVID. And as you said, like, I mean, if we can get through something like this, and I mean, yeah, I don't know what else it could throw at us that, you know. Yeah, that's that we, right. Yeah, we've been able to pivot, pause, yep. rebuild. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, you just, we've, uh, we're both pretty chilled out people. So we're quite simplistic in a way. So, you know, the basics are uh, all we need. And COVID has reinforced that with us as in, you know, if our child has complained about, you know, the situation because of COVID and you just remind him, well, you know what, you're a very lucky boy. You have a house and you have food and you have 
great space around you and you have your animals and you know you got to remember you're a lucky boy and then he's like oh yeah you know and you try and put it into perspective like people have have far worse situations even before COVID you know we are lucky uh, in general as a whole here in Australia but you know um, it's just a way to keep reminding ourselves. you know I, I didn't you know, we didn't all necessarily grow up with a silver spoon in our mouths. We've worked really hard to get where we are, you know, and we're lucky that we have enough of what we need and um, we're in a beautiful location and we appreciate it. So, yeah. And then look what you're doing for your community as well. Um, You're providing a service that connects everyone together. So, you know, that's to be applauded as well. To wrap us up, Justine, can you tell me about a friend one or two or three of yours that we need to know about? Well, um, the Grampians is full of great little businesses around, you you know, from boutique one-man shows to operations where they've got 20 staff. Um, you know, there's so many little niches and great little gems of locations out here. And just when you go into each of these little businesses, you're generally being served by the owner, you know, and and that's the beautiful connection part of this community and visitors that you will get that. And um, there's quite a few, but just to name a couple, for example, you've got um, Kerry's Creations. So Kerry has makes her own handmade beautiful chocolates and she's done just an amazing job building up her business and now she's got even this little cute soft pastel pink 1950s van that she's going to be launching very soon and having her chocolates available out and about um and another great woman uh in the area tracy who has currently got icon central halls gap if anyone's looking for luxury accommodation fyi look up icon central halls gap um but she didn't start there she started with smaller accommodation and renovated them and worked her way up through you know, many, many years to get to now providing, you know, one of the most premium places in Hall's Gut to stay at. And she's an amazing businesswoman. And even early on, she gave me some great advice, even though she didn't know me, she just offered great advice. And I'm like, that's, that's amazing. I feel, you know, I feel really grateful for that. And another great a uh, woman in town running an amazing business is Denise down at Adventure Golf and um, Adventure Cafe and Moco Gallery. She does an amazing job down there um, offering great fun for families, couples, young and old. Um, they've got art classes in their gallery. They've got a cafe. You know, it's just a really good venue and location set amongst nature. It's almost like you're playing golf in the national park out there. It's a, you know, there's no tacky windmills. It is, it's actually a challenging course. So you've got to be prepared. Uh, it's just a great little spot and a little gem of a business that she is running with amazing staff supporting her. So, uh, and another great person who you've spoken to recently is actually Claire up at Repugnant Living. I mean, we've, we've, um, we've been uh, just friends, I guess, business associations in a way for years because I bring up um, groups on a site. We do silo art tours as well. And Claire will open up her little beautiful shop and serve them brownies and coffee, even on days that she's not, you know, due to be open. She'll open up for my group every time and has done that for the last like four or five years. Um, you know, Claire's achieved amazing things out there in Rapanyip. So 
there's just there's so many but there's there's a few (laughs) oh my gosh they all sound amazing um and as you said we've said it before the grampians is so big and there are so many other little towns that surround it there are so many different ways you can come into the grampians and explore um so of course we've spoken pretty much all about halls gap today but um yeah if anyone is looking to go the grampians there's so many areas i mean rosehaven farms um with pam a great little family experience you've got the big koala out there somewhere i'm sure you won't miss it yeah no (laughs) you can't miss it it's it's pretty (laughs) visible um yeah yeah. you've got dunkeld um hamilton like there's all different you know ways in Wartook um, on the oh, other side. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah yes. that's a great little hidden spot with awesome yes. walks and an Ollie Farm and restaurant hidden over there and a few other things. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I've done a social media workshop over there actually. Um, that's where I met Pam. Um, and even just driving along those roads, you know, you'll be able to find like these beautiful fresh roadside flowers that, yes. you know, people have little stalls. It's yeah, yep. it's amazing. It's breathtaking whichever way you come in. I think that's exactly every angle is pretty spectacular, whether it's the north, east, south, or west, or even then exploring greater, you know, you can get up to Pink Lakes or the Wimmera or down south to Hamilton area or out to Ararat, you know, holds so much history with mm. uh, Jay Ward and Aradale and um, Moyston, the cute little town on the way, uh, you know, that's the, the location of where AFL started and um, even into Stall itself, you know, the yes. gold mine history and the, the Stall gift. gift. Yeah, yes, where they're... Yes, my husband's family are there every year. Um. They're excellent. Yeah, so there's it's just a lot going on in and around and in every location. It's not just Halls Gap. Um, it is sort of the the main sort of central point and a great place to start. But then once you look harder, there's a lot more hidden gems. Yeah. Well, you can come back again and again and again. I will say uh, coffee for me is life. So um, Live Fast Cafe, that would be my uh, I think my recommendation, if anyone loves really good coffee, um, and of course there's a bakery in town there as well. I mean, just stock up on your salad rolls and, you know, vanilla slice and off you go. And then venture, yeah, exactly, and venture out into the park. That's exactly what I tell everyone too, so you nailed it. (laughs) Stock up on some supplies, you know, you know, bring minimal with you. You can find what you need in Horse Gap, and if you can't find it, then you didn't need it. And um, there's, uh, look, at the um, Flame Brothers and Live Fast both do amazing. I get dirty chais, um, but do great coffee. Uh, and along there is also a few other selection of shops and businesses. And um, there's um, the Adventure Store as well, where you can possibly get any supplies that you need. We do have a little supermarket that has everything. We don't have a bank or a hairdresser, but, you know, apparently you don't need those things. So, um <laughs> no not when you're on holidays maybe when you no, live there. <laughs> everything you need is here and um it's uh, a great place to come and explore and just discover for yourself and and talk to the locals talk to the shop owners or workers and you know when I do the history walking tours I always run into a local and we'll stop and chat during the tour like all the time and it's just great fun so do visit and just chat to the locals they'll they'll happily tell you what's good at the moment where to go and what's going on and yeah 
Justine, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I've absolutely enjoyed it and um, I'll certainly be back exploring the Grampians uh, next year with the family. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? We've only got, what, one more day and, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> exactly. This will be so last year, this podcast. <laughs> I know we're already out of date. Uh, we, we look forward to 2022 and uh, seeing yourself, Kimberly, and your family and everyone else who wants to come out this way and, um, yeah, check out the websites to, for ideas on, on both my websites, Grampians Wine Tours and Grampians Helicopters. I have suggested locations and built-in itineraries already for people who need some inspiration and you can go from there or you can visit visit victoria um, or also visit grampians.com.au and they have lots of information on that website as well absolutely we'll pop all those links in the show notes as they say Um, but i can attest to justine having amazing itineraries on her website Um, i've already been through And as I said, definitely coming back to look at different things. And um, we look forward to seeing you all soon. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Well, take care and Happy New Year. We look forward to seeing you in 2022. Yes, Happy New Year. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>